When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. I am Chris Shad, writer at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone Coverage. And I am joined by Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. Like, comment, share, subscribe, so you never miss a new video. And if you do, we have you covered in audio form with a podcast on Apple and Spotify. Adam, the Vikings are in the playoffs. We are excited. We are fired up. Sunday, they will host the New York Giants. Before we start, I want to ask you and shut my door because it's, uh, I forgot to shut it during the countdown when I do everything to get ready for the podcast. I should have done about five minutes ago. Uh, what is your favorite wild card moment? It can be Vikings. It can be whatever. What is your favorite wild card moment? Um, let's see. Vikings wise, I think you got to go with, uh, the last time they beat the Giants, which was 1997. Randall Cunningham, uh, they came back from their trailing, uh, to, to beat the Giants on the road. And no one really thought they were going to do that. So that was, that was fun. Vikings wise, beating the Giants in 97 in the wild card. <clears throat> and then NFL wise, um, I think you got to look back at the, the Tebow. Uh, Steelers walk off uh, when he was with the Broncos. That was pretty memorable. Uh, the, I think the T.O. catch happened against the Packers. Where um, so that was that's always good to see the Packers lose. And then of course the Music City miracle. You can't can't leave that out with the the t- Titans and Bills. Uh, Titans getting that crazy uh, play on the kickoff return to to win the game. I think that's always going to be probably that's got to be number one until somebody else does does better, right? Well, uh, you did have, and this is probably before our time, the Houston Oilers. Was it the Oilers that came back or was it the Bills? I get Bills came back to beat the Oilers. Yeah, the Bills came back to beat the Oilers uh, way back when. We were too young to remember it. That big comeback, obviously one of the best in NFL history. Uh, I believe the double doink by Chicago was a wild card game uh, off the goalpost and off the crossbar and uh, no good as Viking fans kind of that bears team was really weird. Cause I felt like they were going to go, go on a run because I don't know every once in a while, there's a horseshoe team for the bears mm-hmm. where it's like, they have a horseshoe up their ass. This is, this is weird. Um, and of course, like Viking fans are probably going to disagree and like hate me on this. Well, well, first of all, I'll mention the good one. I mean, maybe the saints win. I mean, I know a lot of people oh, yeah. 
a lot of people look at that with very fond memories. I yeah. look at it as the game that extended the Mike Zimmer and Rick mm-hmm. Spielman regime two years longer than it should have been. And Kyle Rudolph pushing off in the end zone, but um, legally, legally, legally. Yeah. I, they, they never <laughs> called it. So right. I tried, what is Jason Kelsey's rule? Like, you know, people they didn't, be like, they didn't oh, they call it, call so. whatever. They didn't call it. So it's, it's not, um, right. there you go. But, uh, <laughs> You know, this this is kind of ass backwards. One of my favorite moments was the shank at the bank, Blair Walsh, because of what happened after the game. I, I went to the game. It was cold. It was awesome. Bud Grant came out in a T-shirt. We went back to the bar dejected, and a group of Seahawks fans bought us a couple of beers at the bar, and we wound up partying with them until my friend's uh, girlfriend, now wife, dragged us out of the bar uh, angrily because we wouldn't come out because she was picking us up. Um, that is probably my favorite wild card moment just because of the sheer absurdity of it, like a missed 27 yard field goal. And a lot of Viking fans were so angry at that moment, but like these Seahawks fans, super nice. They, you know, they're like screaming. I'm like, what you bandwagon fans? You just like Seahawks. And they're like, um, we're from Aberdeen, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking, speaking of the Seahawks, the, the beast quake too, Marshawn Lynch that, yeah, against, against the Saints. I so. was, I remember being in college and I think I had to call a game in Colfax, Wisconsin, which hmm. don't ask me where it is. It's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember coming home, throwing a Papa Murphy's pizza in the oven, which is always money. Papa Murphy's <laughs> want to sponsor us. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, throwing that in the oven, turning around and seeing Marshawn Lynch, just like somebody gonna tackle him or uh, or what? And nobody ever tackled him. I think he grabbed his nuts on the way into the end zone too. Mm-hmm. He did. <laughs> Spectacular. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much it. Will we have another wild card moment on Sunday though? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah go I, ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I, I, it feels that way with the Vikings playing so many close games this year. And actually, the Giants were in more one-score games than the Vikings this year, believe it or not. They were in 13, and the Vikings were in 11. So it sounds like it's going to it's gonna come down to a 62-yard field goal this time. I, I don't know who wrote that, but I know you posted it where it was like, they're going to kick a 62-yard field goal. Yeah, I think it was in the athletic. I think it was in yeah. the power rankings. Kick a 62-yard field goal. Brandon Ayuk's going to lose the ball and fumble uh-huh. out of the back of the end zone uh-huh. uh, at the goal line. And uh-huh. then Dak Prescott's going to kneel down at the one, uh-huh. uh, which would be hilarious because if Vikings played the Cowboys, that would be at U.S. Bank Stadium, uh-huh. which uh, I, it would just be awesome because everybody would be cheering their screaming their heads off like, oh, my God, you know. And then um, and then what happened? Yeah. In the Super Bowl? Uh 45 point loss. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, here's the thing with the Vikings playoff run. And maybe maybe you're a little bit different than me. I just want to see them get there. But I know that if they get yeah. there, I'm going to be like, just win this thing. Like, you're so close yeah. right now. Let, let, let's just win this thing. I've never seen the Vikings in the Super Bowl. But right. I'm not going to sit there and go moral victory if they get their ass kicked by 45 points in the Super Bowl. I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Well, you look at the the Broncos when they had Peyton Manning and they did that when he when he first got there and he was good and he was throwing like 50 touchdowns and they played the Seahawks in the Super Bowl in New York. Remember that? That was yeah. Weird. That was weird. Um, and they got blown out and everyone's like, oh, that was you know terrible. And then two years later, they came back to the Super Bowl and they won it. So it's not you know just because you lose in the Super Bowl doesn't mean it's always bad. Just especially for a young team uh, with a young coach like the Vikings, like getting the Super Bowl would be huge. Like it's just it shows you what what you're capable of with this. 
this regime, with this coaching staff. So like it would give them confidence going into the next season and the year after. So um, if they were to get blown out by 45 points, one, it would be very easy to handle the game be over by like halftime and you'd be like all right well let's uh you know let's drink a little more um but yeah it would be also be very fitting because of the way the viking season has gone who who would blow them out by that much because they beat the bills they have have to be like the Bengals or the chiefs probably right probably joe burrow just smokes (laughs) as justin jefferson sitting on joe burrow and tamar chase just celebrating a super bowl title while justin jefferson's just like yeah 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 um, but we're getting our ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about Sunday. Mm-hmm. Kickoffs at 3.30 Central Time, maybe a little bit later, maybe a little bit before. I don't really know how that works. Uh, Fox's A-team is on the call, which is yep. Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi. Uh, Vikings favored by three points over the New York football Giants. And as you mentioned before, the Vikings previously defeated the Giants 27-24 on Christmas Eve. Thanks to a 61-yard field goal from Greg Joseph as time expired. But getting into this game, and, and I took a deep breath because I, I don't really know where to start. Because there's not any like big, juicy storylines coming in. Like it, It's just kind of like two teams where nobody really knows what to think about them. Uh, because they've been in so many one-score games. Uh, the Giants are 2-5-1 and one in their last eight games mm-hmm. after starting 7-2. and two. But uh, people seem to think that they're going to pull this off. And a big reason why is the offensive line. Uh, Garrett Bradbury returned to practice on Wednesday in a limited capacity. The plan is to ramp him up as the week goes along. And uh, here's the question I did not think I would be asking at the beginning (laughs) of the year. How vital is getting Garrett Bradbury back to the Vikings' chances of winning on Sunday? Um, I think as much as we want him to be back and have that, you know, the starters back, especially with Brian O'Neill out. I don't think it's as vital, especially with Blake Brandle being able to come back um, because Chris Reed is, he's been in there. He's been getting more practice reps and, and he was, he started the game for the bear for against the bears last Sunday. So he's, he's getting some real, real action. And I think the Vikings coaching staff this year is smart enough to develop a plan where if Garrett Bradbury isn't going to play, they're not going to, they're going to figure out plays to run where pressure up the middle isn't going to, affect the outcome of each play as much as it, it would if it was if Bradbury was to go down in the, in the middle of a game. Uh, I think they'll be very prepared for something like that. Um, and they've seen the Giants already, so they know what to expect pretty much. Like, I don't think the Giants are going to not blitz as much as they did before. Um, they might try and blitz blitz less people to try and cover Justin Jefferson or TJ Hawkinson a little bit better uh, in this game. But I don't think it's as vital as... We're maybe making it seem to be because Bradbury's been out for a while and they've they've still been able to do pretty well. Um, I don't think Garrett Bradbury being out against the Packers was the reason why they gave up a kickoff return and a pick six and all that stuff. So it would be nice to see him back. You also probably want him back and you don't want him to get re-injured and then have him not available against the Niners. You'd probably rather rather have him against the Niners or or whoever goes in the next round, whether it's the Cowboys or the Bucks, if, if the Seahawks pull off the upset in the first round. So it'd be nice, but I think the Vikings will still be okay if, if Bradbury doesn't play on Sunday. But he hasn't practiced in a while, so him just even practicing this week is, is a good sign. I think the Vikings just need to be careful because, you know, Garrett Bradbury, you look at his name and you're like, oh, he's a starter. Like, he's a very important piece. And if you can get him back and he's 100%, that's great. 
He's not going to be 100%. Mm-mm. That back is so messed up right now that if you are bringing him out there, you're putting them at, out there at like 75%. So what is better? Is it 100% Chris Reed, who may or may not know the snap count? Yep. Or is it Garrett Bradbury at 75%? Probably Chris Reed, to be honest. And the Giants did attack Austin Schlotman in that December 24th yep. game. They blitzed on fit over 50% of their snaps uh, against Kirk Cousins. Did very well against the blitz. We'll talk about that in a second. But I'm more worried about right tackle. Because losing Brian O'Neill yep. is a big deal. Uh, they have plenty of edge rushers. They got Aziz Ojulari. They have Kayvon uh, Tavido, yep. uh, the Snow Angels dude. Dexter Lawrence in the middle, Leonard Williams. I mean, they Dexter, could go to that. Yeah. Did I say Dexter Loomis? No. I, I oh, just said it because oh, oh, oh. I feel like we always think of that whenever you say Dexter Lawrence. It's all. It's always at the tip <laughs> of uh, our tongues as wrestling nerds because it's Dexter Lawrence um, yeah, instead yeah, of yeah, Dexter yeah. Loomis. Mm-hmm. Stalker slash serial killer. I would take him at uh, right tackle right now. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think they'd probably snap the ball and he'd like whip out a knife and be like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Like that, that's that's weird, man. Just yeah. don't do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thibodeau on the edge, Ojolari on the edge. Like they're gonna slant towards the right side because they're yeah. gonna attack Ed Ingram. They're gonna attack who's ever at center, and they're gonna mm-hmm. attack uh, who's ever at right tackle. Where it sounds like Brandel's trending towards playing. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty much Evan O'Connell's made it pretty clear that he's gonna play on on Sunday. So so they'll have that back, which which will be good. I mean, I think Oli Udo is a better tackle than he is a guard personally, but. Still, yeah, I, th- I think Brandel's a little bit of an upgrade because he's your pro- primary backup at either tackle position. But um, the pass rush, it, it scares me. And that high blitz rate, it's the highest in the NFL. Kirk did a very good job against it last time. It was an 85 point. Actually, he had 111.6 pass rating against the Giants, but 85.9 against the blitz this season. That's 34th among uh, qualifying quarterbacks this season. Can the Vikings stop this defensive line, and how can they do it? Um, I, I mean, they had some some plays in the last game, in the first meeting against the Giants, where they were able to kind of defeat the blitz by just because because if you're blitzing that many players, you're going to have guys in single coverage, including Justin Jefferson, including T.J. Hawkinson, and they took advantage of that fully. Um, and it was a big reason why they were able to beat the Giants because. Those two guys, Jefferson and Hawkinson, went nuts because they had a lot of single coverage. Are they going to do that again? I I would advise against it if I was the Giants, but it's it's their scheme. It's what they're used to. Um, they might try and put some different people, maybe and be like, you know what? Let's let's put Adam Thielen in single coverage and see if he can beat us. I'd rather try that than than Justin Jefferson. I'm curious to see how they try and stop Justin Jefferson because they didn't in the first game. Um, but yeah, to to, to beat that blitz. It's just uh, Cousins going to get hit a lot. Um, it's just going to, like, they're probably not going to be able to stop it that much. Their offensive line is better this year, but it's not, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a top 10 group, especially with the injuries that they have now. Um, but, you know, the return of Irv Smith could be a little sneaky, sneaky way to help that, get him in there um, as a blocker. And then when, you know, you want to run some play action, you get him in, involved. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to fully stop it, but I feel like they had some solutions uh, to it before. I feel like maybe some more rollouts would be better for this game for Kirk to get hit less because he got pounded uh, a few times uh, against the Giants. So uh, 
trying to avoid him getting pounded in the ground again would be a good strategy to have this time. But um, I don't think they're going to be able to fully stop it, but they have they have some ways that they can beat it. So we'll see. I think the best way to beat it is by running the football. And I'm, I'm not talking about like a Mike Zimmer run all the damn time the type gut. of offense. Yeah, up the gut, right up the middle. I, I think it's going to come down to Dalvin Maybe even Alexander Madison. First meeting, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook only had 14 carries, 64 yards, but he averaged 4.6 yards a clip. Alexander Madison, 4 for 17, 4.2 yards. Uh, the Giants defense is allowing 5.2 yards uh, per game against the rush this season. So if they can, I, I mean, somebody somebody has to make them care. I mean, for game one, it was TJ Hawkinson, right? You mentioned yeah. it a little bit. Maybe it's Adam Thielen this time. Maybe Adam Thielen jumps into the way back machine and he has a big game. It's possible. I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna is rule it? it out. I, I've been, is it? I've been the harshest on Adam Thielen. <laughs> is it possible? Year, but I mean, if they forget about him, he had a touchdown last week. So, and I'd, granted, I'd, that was the Bears. But I'd give KJ Osborne higher odds of having a big game. Well, than and Adam I was about Thielen. to say that. I think Osborne is another. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying, though. I think yeah, 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 Thielen, yeah, yeah. Osborne, somebody needs to step up. Yeah. Outside of Justin Jefferson, I think Jefferson's going to get him his because they have. Uh, I mean, the Giants are going to have uh, a Dory Jackson back. That, that's what it's sounding like. He's kind of pulling the whole Cam Dantzler. Oh, I don't really know if I will or not. If he's breathing, he's probably going to play, especially against Justin Jefferson, because that is a player that is very important to the Giants defense. Otherwise, they're going to blitz all the time like they did in the last game. Uh, Xavier McKinney should also be back. They've also, they've said it's all hands on deck in, on in New York right now. So I think that is going to be a major key. Another key that's been kind of tossed about is the experience on both sides of the ball. A lot of players on the Vikings haven't had playoff experience. Justin yeah. Jefferson's one of them. Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, just to name a few. But the Giants <laughs> have like nobody with experience. Right. So. How much do you think it matters? Oh, I think it matters a lot because it's different. It's a different vibe. It's a different setting. The pressure's much higher. It's winner go home. It doesn't your record doesn't matter anymore? Everyone's zero zero. So like, <clears throat> um, the Vikings have guys like Patrick Peterson, um, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, Daniel Hunter, Kirk Cousins, Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen. All these guys that have been in the playoffs, been in the played at a high level, gone to a conference championship game or or more. Um, I think that that matters a lot, especially with all the the close games that they've played this year. This game's probably going to be close too. like the pressure is going to be high. You know, Daniel Jones might feel a little bit more pressure, might be a little bit more nervous, cause him to turn the ball over a little bit more. That The same can be said for Kirk Cousins, too. Um, we don't know until we get in there because he's only played in what? Three. three, three playoff games. So it's not like he has a huge amount of experience, but still he's been in those high pressure situations all year long and he's he's excelled. So we would expect him to do that real quick. Um, what would your guess be for Adam Thielen's averages for catches and yards since week 13? Catches and yards? Yeah. Two, Over for, un- tw- two for 23. Ooh, that's very close. 2.7 catches per game for 27 yards per game since since week 13. So either he's... What do you think that is? I think like, they're, just, they're just realizing like KJ Osborne's a, a... Like even if they just get him the ball... In the same spot, he's got a better chance of getting more yards after the catch. The you know T.J. Hawkinson's involvement has, has increased every week. You know, feeling just he's not what he used to be. I don't know if his he's hobbling this year with like a knee injury or anything like that, but he's not not the same guy that he used to be, and he's kind of being phased out. And I think the Vikings are 
are realizing that he's still good for a first down catch here and there. I mean, I caught the red zone catch last week. Still can do that. Can get open. He can get open like short uh, areas. I still feel like he's got value like in the red zone things like, things like that. But they gotta stop with like the deep shots to him down the field. Yeah, like, what, what? <laughs> that's not. Well, that's well not, last not game work. too, they they had the reverse, but I think that was just to throw something on tape. Yeah, just to put it in the back yeah. of their mind, like yeah, yeah, we're not gonna actually do this in a game that matters. But, but back, but back to experience. Experience matters. It's gonna be it's gonna be a factor in this. And then you look at the coaching staff. That's Kevin O'Connell. You know, do you account for his experience? Last year with the Rams going all the way to the Super Bowl and winning it, you know, does that count? You know, Brian Dable, he was with the Bills and they were in a bunch of playoff games and in conference championships as well. So, but not as a head coach. So it's different. So we will see um, how much that is a factor. Um, but yeah, I think the Vikings, in terms of experience, the Vikings have the advantage. And, and in the playoffs, you know, in close games, sometimes that matters because the fewer mistakes usually uh, you make in the playoffs is the reason why most teams win. And Dable also never been a head coach in a playoff game. Been in play, playing of playoff runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He is a Nick Saban disciple as well. Yeah. Alabama. Um, that's, that's, you know, winning that's, a couple nationals. But but we, we could also play that same <laughs> card with Dalvin Tomlinson, who was also at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last playoff game, or one of the last playoff games, Justin Jefferson played, he had four touchdowns. Uh, granted, That's Joe true. Burrow was his quarterback and the greatest college offense ever assembled, maybe yeah. uh, at LSU. But Ed Ingram, yeah, Ed, Ed Ingram was there <laughs> as well. I, I mean, you know, they've been in playoff settings. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different in the NFL, but I think I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, which player with playoff experience do you think makes the biggest impact on Sunday? Because the Vikings do have a lot of players with playoff experience. You got. Adam Thielen, we talked about him a little bit. You got Zadarius Smith, who's been in a couple of playoff oh, runs. Yeah, Neil Hunter, yeah. that entire core of the 2017 defense. Which player that has been in the playoffs before do you think will have the biggest impact? Um, based on his performance this year, I think you would have to go with Patrick Peterson. I think he's just come up in, in the clutch a lot this year, either with you know interceptions or, or pass breakups. And I think the same will be true on uh, on Sunday. I think he's just... He might have lost a step here with like his his quickness or his speed, but he's made up for that with the, with his smarts. He's there's been so many times where he's kind of just ran the the route for the receiver before they even you know get to their their break or whatever, and he breaks on the ball and, and he gets the pick. Um, so I would expect Patrick Peterson to come up with some plays, and he's going to be motivated. He had a, he was jawing a little bit back and forth with what Isaiah Hodgkins um, in the first game against the Giants, and he's going to be maybe a little more motivated to be like, "Come on, kid, you're not going to you're not going to do that again." Um, so be interesting to see that lack of experience wise. I'm curious to see how someone like Duke Shelley does because um, he's yeah. been playing playing well. You know, does that does that continue into the playoffs when when the pressure's higher? Um, and then Harrison Smith. I just he's gonna be back there hanging out. Daniel Jones isn't gonna see him or something. He's just gonna pop up and like grab an interception. I think like that's that's highly likely. Um, but but probably Patrick Peterson the most for sure. You know, it is interesting you mentioned the secondary because that is another big matchup. I think um Isaiah Hodgkins or Hodgins. Hodgkins or Hodgins. I don't know. Tomato. He had a he had a monster game against the Vikings the first time around. Richie James as well. They had a lot of drops. Like I think that's what the Giants are kind of banking on in this game is that we Hodgins. made a lot of mistakes last night. Hodgins, my apologies. Oh, I said uh, Isaiah. Yeah, I I Isaiah Hodgins. Um, you know, 
they're kind of like, well, bounce here, bounce there, bounce whatever. Mike Zimmer stuff. Sorry. Mike Mike Zimmer stuff. Like, you you still have to make the plays. And here's the other thing in that game. The Vikings were starting to do their little rotation thing to keep guys fresh for the playoffs. Yep. Yep. They're not taking Harrison Smith out for a drive. They're not going to take Eric. They are going full bore. I mean, I would, I would debate. Maybe you still want to take Jordan Hicks out every now and then Mm -hmm. uh, replace him with Mm -hmm. Brian Asamoah. But Mm -hmm. I mean, this is balls of the walls playoff football. And I think that we're going to see everybody in there. Um, Player without playoff experience. I think you mentioned him a little bit before. I think it's going to be, I'll give you two uh, Vikings related. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think KJ Osborne could have a big one. I mean, he's got 30 catches, 388 yards, and three touchdowns. And then you have Irv Smith Jr. Yep. And I don't know. They used a couple of uh, one, 13 personnel, three tight ends, one uh, yeah. running back at times against the Bears. I don't know, again, if that's something they just wanted to put out tape to screw with the defense or whatever. Yeah. But I think, you know, Kirk loves having that nookie blankie security blanket <laughs> close. And I mean, TJ Hawkinson and even Irv Smith Jr. to an extent can catch and, and take the ball a little ways down the field. So I, I think that adds a little bit more punch to those plays where like Johnny Mont or like Kyle Rudolph would just like fall over as soon as they get the ball. I, I think that, you know, if they decide to leave Irv Smith open, there's going to be opportunities for, for him to make plays. And I know he's made a lot of mistakes. The drop in Philadelphia is fresh in everybody's mind. But I mean, they they can use him as kind of a deterrent. And, and that's another player. I mean, this is one of the few teams in NFL history that had four different receivers with 60 catches yep. this year, which is bonkers. So, I, I mean, they can, and they're going to do it. They're going to load up everything to stop Justin Jefferson. But if they, that is their game plan, like 100%, we're going to take away Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is going to find other guys and the Vikings are going to move the football. So I think it's going to be in the passing game. And I think it'll be either Irv Smith Jr. or TJ Hawkinson. All right. Yeah. Um, sorry. KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. I, you mentioned Kyle Rudolph. He caught his 50th touchdown last week. Uh, Congratulations. This is like one of his only catches all year, but it was a touchdown for the Bucks. He's in the playoffs with the Bucks yes. back in the playoffs. Don't know if he'll play. Um, but yeah, like Duke Shelley, um, Dalvin Tomlinson, Christian Darasaw, Justin Jefferson. His Madison, Madison was in the playoffs. He was with the Vikings in 2019. 2019. So he was there. Um, is, do you think Jalen Naylor will be a factor at all? Or is he, did he just benefit from a little extra playing time at the end of the year? I think he was one of those rotational guys. They could put him in every a couple snaps. Then, I think he's higher on the depth chart than, uh, Rager right now. I would say yes. that. Um, 
I don't think Rager's going to be on offense in the playoffs. Can't can't take that risk. He's got those thighs, man. Was this the game? Was this the game? Or no, it was against the Colts when Rager um, just like stopped on those yeah uh, those routes. Uh, they kind of blur together. But yeah, um, yeah, they're going to need guys to step up who haven't been in the playoffs before. I will be curious about Justin Jefferson because he hasn't been on this stage, but he's come up. He's come up. Big against came up big against the Bills um, and some other big games as well. So I would expect him to, especially at home. He plays seems to play very well um, at home compared to on the road. Unsurprisingly, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I'm very excited as well uh, because the Giants also said, and I know this isn't on the outline, but a little audible here. Uh, I believe it was Nick Gates said, ah, "It's not that loud in U.S. Bank Stadium." Yeah. Like, okay. and then they walked it back and they're like, okay, it was loud. It was like, and like, ah, too late. Too late. They're gonna, <laughs> you know, the first drive and I will be there on Sunday. The first drive, you All know, right. they're putting that quote on the job, the big ass screens that Get you loud. make stadium. Be like, it wasn't that loud. And you know, it's kind of like uh, the scene in Anchorman. You're from San Diego. You get this. Yeah, like where yeah. he says, go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> and then the guy in the bar is just like, nobody says that about my city. Nick Gates, <laughs> your ass is grass. Then like, you know, pe- people like me will just scream until they're sore the next day. Mm-hmm. It, uh, here, Here's my theory on. Wasn't that game on Christmas Eve too? It was on Christmas so, Eve. So you're not, Christmas you're not getting over. You're not getting the the full experience from Vikings fans, anyways. We know there's a Christmas hangover or pre pre hangover. So Anthony Barr said it himself: a little Christmas hangover. Yeah. So uh, let's let's. It was pretty loud when they played the Saints uh, for the Minneapolis <laughs> Miracle uh, a couple of years ago. So it uh, okay. it is a three thirty kickoff. Yeah. So people like me will be tailgating at approximately eight a.m. Getting fans ready for this game. Fans will be enhanced. Um, we we will be as Tom Brady once said, lubed up and yeah. uh, ready. We'll have our oil changed. Yep. Um, you know, got to make sure you get to the game. I did yes. not do that last time. I no. was supposed to go to a Vikings game. Uh, <laughs> granted, Mother Nature took a wide out a little too uh, seriously in these yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I I think that having this game at home, and that's why it's a little bit of a bummer not getting the two seed now because you look at the two seed, it's like. It's nice to play Seattle and then get San Francisco. But you, you, you know, if the Vikings got the two seed, the Packers would have won. You know yes. that they they would have. Yes, they they would have won, and they would have had everything. That's just, that's just how life goes. That's, the powers of the Ultimate yeah, Warrior yeah, when the planets of the Grimlap system align, and that, that would have happened. We all know that. Come on, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is quoting the Ultimate Warrior. He's stepping his um, teeth, like load the spaceship of, with the rocket fuel. A bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Load it with warriors. All <laughs> right. On that note, let's get to anal- uh, some analysis and predictions. Uh, kind of asked you a little bit about impact on the game, but let's let's bring them all together. Which player do you think will have the biggest impact on the game Sunday? Um, I think you got to go with with Kirk Cousins because I think um, people are gonna he's, he's gonna have the microscope on him. Obviously, playoff playoff Kirk. This game isn't at noon, so people are like, oh, not, he doesn't get to play at noon, so he's not going to be good. I believe Kirk Cousins has a winning record in primetime since he's been with the Vikings, so that narrative is kind of kind of silly. Um, uh, but yeah, but because, and he's got to make an impact by getting the ball probably to other people besides Justin Jefferson, because you would like to assume that the Giants are going to try and take away Justin Jefferson um, for the most part of this game. And there's been a couple of times where teams have done that this year, and Kirk's just like, like, he doesn't know where to go because he's like, uh, he gets, he starts checking down to CJ Ham, starts throwing tight end screens, um, starts throwing deep to Adam Thielen. And it's like, no, just, you know, 
get the ball to Hawkinson, KJ Osborne, get the ball to Dalvin Cook. You know, it's it's going to come down to to him getting the ball out uh, with that offensive line that's banged up. So I think Kirk Cousins is is the biggest biggest factor in this game how he plays. I'm looking at his splits right now, and it's pretty funny. Um, Kirk Cousins in the early window this year, ten and one. Uh, 66.2% completion rating, uh, 3,167 yards, which is going to be high because you play most of your games at noon, 21 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 97.9 quarterback rating. Kirk Cousins in the afternoon, three games, one and two record. So this would be the 330 window we're talking about. Uh, 587 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Now I will throw this out there that two of those games were Dallas at home, and at Green Bay. And yeah. those are probably the two worst games that they played. I don't think it had yeah. anything to do with, oh, my yeah. God, yeah, Jim Nance and Tony Romo are in the booth. What are we going to do? You know what? Here's the other thing, the one that they won, Green Bay Packers at home week one. Yeah. You know who the announcers were? Kevin yeah. Burkhart, Greg yeah. Olson, Aaron yeah. Andrews, and yeah. uh, Tom Rinaldi. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think announcers have an impact. And like, uh, you know, John Stiglmeyer of the – National champion South Dakota Jackrabbits once said, if you're worried about that, that's not the type of player I want. Um, So I think the players that will have the biggest impact on this game are Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter. I think this is a game where we're going to need to see a pass rush and make Daniel Jones sweat. Because if you make him sweat, he's going to do dumb stuff. Yep. And if he does dumb stuff, he's going to get the turnovers you need. Uh, Zedaria Smith said earlier this week his knee is the best it's felt since October. Uh, Daniil Hunter has started coming on. Uh, you know, I, I think Daniil's been in that Kirk Cousins uh, scenario a little bit where it's kind of like I'm learning a new role. I'm learning what's good, what's not, and all those things. Kirk Cousins said earlier this week that he wasn't comfortable with the offense until the Detroit game, until after that Lions game, the second one. So and the I mean, second the one, kind of, yeah, the stats kind of back it up. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, he says he's more comfortable with the offense because I believe the Colts game was right after the uh, Detroit game. Right. So, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Like, cause he was like, he was like the Terminator in the Colts game where it was like, you know, half his face is blown off. They're just shooting him with bullets and he's just yeah. like, you know, doing the Arnold. La, la, la. I've never seen any of those movies. So I, somebody, some Terminator, like, they're just like, that's not what happened. Ah, shut up. I watch wrestling. Um, it's much, it's so much better. So much more realistic. Acting um, is so much better. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's going to come down to that pass rush and that defense. And Luke Braun had a very good point. Uh, I was listening to Lockdown Vikings this morning. He said, you know, over the last four weeks, this is a different defense. They haven't played that soft shell. It's been more man to man. They got torched against the Packers. But like you said, there were a lot of things. You know, Zimmer, Zimmer excuses, right? You know, yeah. well, they returned to kickoff for a touchdown. Well, we didn't score at the one-yard line. Well, we didn't do all this. I think the biggest key is just making the Giants wet themselves as soon as they go to the line of scrimmage. And I think home field advantage, and I think a pass rush are the best way to do that. Uh, which player that we're not thinking of could have the biggest impact on the game? Um, <clears throat> I think – on the offensive side of the ball, you got to go Irv Smith Jr. Just because he hasn't been around and no one's really, the, the Giants probably aren't going to pay a ton of attention to him. And he's still got, he's still got big play potential. He's still, you know, especially with more attention being on Hawkinson. I think it'd be nice to see how he does as a, as a number two tight end. I think he's probably a better fit for that role than the the number one tight end role. 
Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I think um, I think Delvin Tomlinson will be a little extra motivated to go one against his former team, two it's his first playoff game, and three he's just been playing very well this year. Uh, he's been he's been one of their best pass rushers. Um, so I think he's going to have a a big impact on this game as well. So Delvin Tomlinson and Irv Smith Jr. I would like to say a wild card maybe um, Eric Kendrick, just because he seems to come up with some some big plays sometimes. Um, and in big moments, and I think he, he might be able to do that this time. I'm going to go with a group of players to answer this. The special teams. I yeah. think that, because, I mean, I think Matt Daniels has done a great job overall with special teams. I think he's gotten the most out of this group. But there are moments where you're just like, what are you doing? Like the hole that Keyshawn Nixon ran through in Green Bay. Uh, you know, Speaking of Jalen Naylor, that was his fault. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys not in the caps. And then Greg Joseph, do not trust <laughs> at all. I know he hit a 61-yarder. I know, but I mean, what happened in Green Bay, what happened in Chicago. Um, we've seen him struggle at U.S. Bank Stadium before. It seems like he's gotten that iron out, but it is Russian roulette every time he runs up for a kick. I will say, yeah, Please. I will say this, though. Gary Anderson was perfect, right? 98? Yes. And then he missed in the championship game. So Don Madden said himself, he's like, Dare, Gary, Gary Anderson, Brett Favre, Gary Anderson. <laughs> so, um, and when it comes to Vikings kickers, you know, nothing's a guarantee. It doesn't matter if, like, he, he could have been perfect all year. We'd still be super nervous with like, Greg Joseph in the playoffs, no matter what. Spin the freaking chamber, Boris. Let's go. <laughs> Um, Vikings will lose. All right, let's let's go on to the next one. I'm jumping ahead on the outline, but the Vikings will win Sunday if uh, they get turnovers. Um, they seem to this 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 year. Whenever they've gotten turnovers, they've they pretty much won. Um, and the games where they haven't uh, won, they haven't generated turnovers. Um, so it seems to it makes a big impact because they are a bend don't break defense. They are playing a little bit more, you know, more press man, more more pressure and stuff like that recently, but still they'd, they'd rather give up the yards than the points. Um, and if you're going to do that, then you got to create turnovers. And they, I believe they created two turnovers against the giants the first time. Um, so they'll, they'll be looking to do that again on Sunday. So if they create turnovers and also, you know, get points off of those turnovers. That's important as well. Um, then I think they'll, they'll be, it'll be easier to, to get a win. I think it, Turnovers are going to be big. I think running the ball is going to be big. Like, again, I, I think that's the best way you neutralize that pass rush is it get Dalvin Cook going, get Wink Martindale's defense uh, playing let's make a deal, uh, whether they have to stop the pass or the run. I'm watching Dalvin Cook in this game because I think a lot of the times this year, he's look like old Yeller. Then he'll rip off an 80-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. They need consistent runs. They need consistent efforts. And they can't have the breakdowns defensively. Um, you know, you had the Cameron Bynum stuff, you know, where sometimes he just has miscommunication. Hopefully having Harrison Smith in the back end will help. Uh, Cameron Dantzler is still dealing with that ankle. I don't think he's 100%. Plus, I don't think he's starting anyway because Duke Shelley seems to have seized that role. I think that the Vikings' number one goal should be maintain a steady rushing game. And again, get that pass rush, make Daniel Jones wet himself, make, you know, make things difficult on Saquon Barkley. That's another player we haven't even mentioned that could make life difficult on the Vikings. I think all those things, they just have to be on their game. And I think they'll win this game, but the Vikings will lose on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, they turn the ball over. Uh, 
too many times. It seems seems simple, but uh, in their four losses this year, they've turned the ball over 10 times. In their 13 wins, they've turned the ball over seven times. So for a team that plays close games, turnovers are huge. Um, and a team like the Giants, they don't, you can't give a team like the Giants, you know, short field position, you know, easy, easy opportunities to score because a team, they've, they've shown that they can take advantage of that, uh, this year. So do not turn the ball over, you know, hang on to the ball, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, uh, and your receivers. Hopefully Jalen Rager is not out there. Uh, hopefully his receivers are on the same page. They seem to be doing much better with that at this point in the year. Was it the, was it the Giants game where Adam Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson kind of ran like the same route? Um, yeah, that, <laughs> Kevin O'Connell was talking to him and Adam Thielen went yeah, in like... Thielen's like, I don't, don't want to hear this. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, just just be on the same page. Just it's it seems so simple, but just don't turn the ball over because in their losses they've turned the ball over multiple times and they lose. So it seems simple, but just hold on to the ball. Hold on to the ball. Don't turn it over. I say the Vikings will lose this game if they fall into a big hole early. I don't think this is the type of game that you test the whole comeback and magical Pixies dust theory or everything. I think they need to go out and they need to step on the Giants immediately because I don't think I'll straight up say it. I don't think the Giants are as good as the record is. No. Like I, I don't. I, I like just looking at this team. It's like Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and you know what? That's a hell of a lot of credit to Brian Dable, who has done yeah. a great job in his first year as head coach. He has done awesome. Like, I, I will give him that credit, but yeah. this team does, excuse me, this team does not concern me as much as like the 49ers do or the yeah. Eagles or even the Cowboys. Like, you know, th- this whole, and I could see the Giants winning. I, I could see either scenario playing out, but I think that the Vikings have to keep this game close and they keep this game close. I think they'll have a shot to win this game, but you you can definitely lose it in the first couple of quarters. And that's what I'm going. Yeah. Well, like I said, the Giants much earlier in the podcast, the Giants have played actually played in more one score games um, than the Vikings, uh, thirteen compared to eleven. So you know, history would say that this game is going to be close, and and if that's the case, then it favors uh, the Vikings. So I, I I like their chances. On it's funny, a lot of the talking points that we've been saying about the Giants, like a lot of the New York media, a lot of the national media has been saying about the Vikings, how like they're not as good as their record. You know, Kirk Cousins and in playoff time and prime time he chokes um in clutch situations he's not good and then you look at the giants and they're struggling the second half of the year daniel jones he's not really that great in one score games uh there's been some 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 quarterback rankings that have been released recently by like national pundits or whatever that have daniel jones ahead of kirk cousins and it's like <sighs> okay <laughs> what? All right. Whatever. That, since you brought this up and I have this on file, I'm going to run through them because I did a little bit digging on the New York Post, which likes to stir the pot. I mean, Twins fans oh, yeah. are very... It's basically a tabloid. Yeah, it's basically a tabloid. Uh, this is just a couple of articles that I pulled on Monday, just doing something for Bring Me the News. Uh, and the quotes in there are pretty interesting. So the Giants, with a meaningless for them game against the Eagles, this is by uh, Steve Serby of the New York Post, by the way. So the Giants, with a meaningless for them game against the Eagles, to finish out the re- the regular season, are peaking. Again, this is a team that is two five and 2-5-1 in their last eight games. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones is playing the best quarterback of his career. Okay. They stood toe-to-toe with the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium on Christmas Eve. Came. Okay. And they will be fueled with self-belief that they can beat them in a rematch. 
especially with the secondary this time. They'll include Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson to better contain all-world wide receiver Justin Jefferson and tight end TJ Hawkinson. It does not matter who Justin Jefferson is going against. (laughs) Unless Jair Alexander has like four defensive backs behind him. Like, it does not matter. You Justin Jefferson is going to get his. I don't care if Deion Sanders rips off the Coach Prime stuff and throws on a Giants jersey and tries to stop Justin Jefferson. He is getting his. Uh, he went on to talk about the offensive line. Then they went on and talked about experience, and this was Mike Vaccaro. Um, the Giants essentially had a vacation week and still managed to bring some of the feel-good vibes home with them up the turnpike. That's been the theme all year. Sounds pretty familiar. They've lost seven games, but almost always managed to sow seeds of hope, even if the scoreboard disagreed. It has bred a team that must be brimming with confidence as the NFL's marquee season begins. Uh, you sure then, Peter Bukowski didn't write that? Yeah. Fraudulenta. <laughs> Vibes. Um, Vibes. The Giants left Minneapolis believing that they beat themselves more than the Vikings beat them. Okay. A Daniel Bellinger fumble, a Jones interception, a blocked punt, a third down drop by James, Richie James that is, and it took a walk-off 61-yard field goal by Greg Joseph to beat them. Get the PowerPoint. That's that's all I have to say. Then then they went on to say, for what it's worth, the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl championship. Later in the article, they said what? next weekend, <laughs> the Vikings will jump on an airplane trip to Minneapolis in the franchise's first playoff game in more than 2,100 day- days. What about the Giants? That, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. 2,100 days. Okay, they have okay. not been in a playoff game since 2016 when Odell Beckham and the rest of them decided to hop on a boat before they went and played the Packers. Um, yeah. 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 You, you can be sure the Vikings, given true serum, would have preferred to see someone else on the other side of the field next week at U.S. Bank Stadium, given the way last time shook out. What? They won. <laughs> they won. The Giants yes. had the, the Giants had the lead for less than ten minutes in that game. I keep seeing like a lot of the arguments, like they won on a last second field goal. It's like they were winning like the whole game. Yeah, it was winning or tied for more than eighty percent of the game. So the fact and, that and the like, Giants are a good opponent. I, I'm not. I'm not yeah, slamming them. I just don't. I don't think like if we're talking predictions. I'll go first. Vikings 24, Giants 22. I think it'll be close. I th- I don't think I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. No. It's going to be one of those games where we're kind of, you know, hyperventilating at the end, but I think that <clears throat> I think that the Vikings will come out on top because I think they are the better team. Yeah, I'm going to I I thought it was going to be close, but like talking about this through the podcast, I, I have some different feelings, so I'm going to go not a blowout, but I'm going to go with like 30 to 21. I think the Vikings are going to that's that's a blowout for them this year. Um, I think they're going to, like you said, they're not going to be rotating guys out. Everyone's going to be on the field, you know, for all the snaps. Harrison Smith's going to be out there. Darius Smith, Daniel Hunter, all those guys are going to be on the field for most of the game. Um, so I think the Vikings are going to get out to a lead early, and it's just not really going to be that close. I think the Vikings will use this. I think Kevin O'Connell's been waiting for this game to, like, Shut everybody up. I don't think he's been doing a whole lot the last few weeks as far as like playbook wise, you know, health wise. I think he's just been getting ready for this opening round game for for longer than we think. And I think he's going to have some tricks up his sleeve on on Sunday. Remember the last time that Kevin O'Connell kind of had a preseason kind of vibe for a couple of weeks. And then that week one hit against the Packers and they ran him off the damn field. 
Yep. That could happen on Sunday. Yep. Just saying. Yep. And by the way, enjoy this. Enjoy this. Like, I, it's been, what, three years since we've had playoff football and like mm-hmm. five since we've been like, well, we realistically have a chance to like win and make a run. So six, I'm excited. Six since a home, home playoff game. Exactly. And uh, I was there because there's a little thing called the Minneapolis Miracle. It's a little, so, thing, little thing. Yeah. I think I still got the sweat stained, uh, <laughs> sweat stained rally towel from in one of the boxes, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be fun. But anyway, that is all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. So like, comment, share, subscribe so you never miss a new video. And if you do miss us, we got you covered in audio form with the podcast on Apple and Spotify. I am Chris Shad. He is Adam Patrick. We will talk to you on Monday, hopefully uh, with another Viking victory right here on the Viking Age podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.